Welcome to CareCast, CareNet's podcast on family, faith, and life with me, Vincent DiCaro, CareNet's Chief Outreach Officer, and Rollin Warren, CareNet's President and CEO. In this episode of CareCast, Rollin and I will talk about how the pending Supreme Court nomination could impact the pro-life movement and what we should be doing now to prepare for the possibility of Roe v. Wade being overturned. So, Roland, as you know, uh, Justice Anthony Kennedy from mm-hmm. the Supreme Court has announced his retirement. Yes. Uh, so the Trump administration is gearing up to select uh, a, a nominee uh, to replace him on the Supreme Court. Um, you know, the conventional wisdom, and I think this is supported by things that the Trump administration has said and done, uh, is that it will very likely be a quote-unquote pro-life uh, justice yeah. <laughs> who will who will uh, get that seat. Um, and so there's a, there's some excitement and, you know, I think yeah. genuine excitement in the pro-life movement that uh, this could actually mean the beginning of the end for Roe versus Wade. I think that, you know, this notion of that having, mm-hmm. you know, a judge who's going to, you know, look at Roe v. Wade mm-hmm. uh, from a perspective of how it should have been looked at. From right. the very beginning, right? I mean, there wasn't case law. Yeah, um, you know, we know a lot more about um, uh, um, prenatal development, prenatal development, and some of the issues related to that. I mean, things that they just didn't touch at that time, mm-hmm. yeah. which which would have certainly um, uh, impacted the decision. The things that we know about uh, fetal pain. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's just there's just so much more now yeah. uh, information that we know. So if you really did take a look at that that law and how it was decided. Um, you you want somebody who's going to be going to be willing to evaluate yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, this yeah. kind of thing and and look at it yeah. from the per- the perspective of of you know additional information additional data uh, that we that yeah. we know and you know and the other thing candidly is the courts can be wrong I mean I'm a, I'm a black man mm-hmm, right. you know and there were many uh, Supreme Court and lower court decisions that basically uh, denied my humanity mm-hmm. you know not mine personally but you know obviously people that had mm-hmm. the same skin tone as me my humanity over the years mm-hmm. the Dred Scott decision others mm-hmm, right and the court was wrong yeah and. And uh, I think that uh, there is an opportunity for the court to be wrong, and and certainly we we certainly think in in this particular case, yeah, uh, you know, another look at that particular yeah. law, uh, yeah, would and, be and, a, and important not, to do, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it's not that the, you know, we're not implying that the truth changes. Right, it's, the truth is always the truth, yeah. and the truth was the truth when Dred Scott was decided, and the truth was the truth when it was overturned, um, and it's just that we we get more information and are able to sort of see the truth. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's not that the truth all of a sudden changed. Right. It's just we didn't see it at one point, and now we do. That's right. Um, and I think, you know, in, in some ways it's ironic, I suppose, at some level, that science <laughs> now in the yes. pro, in the pro-life pro movement uh, ha- has actually given us the information that we need to actually look at the abortion law in, in a much different light. Um, so, Well, and that's one of the reasons why you're seeing just from a cultural perspective that, mm-hmm. you know, that more and more, uh, you know, certainly young people, for example, mm-hmm. have, have been, you know, trending in that direction yes. based on the kind of the reports that we read. Why? Yeah. I mean, so many of them have their ultrasounds. Yeah, they have their, their own ultrasounds. Their own ultrasounds. Yeah. So the notion that uh, was kind of out in the public square that, you know, that the, 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 the fetus was, you know, just a, a, a blob of cells. A blob or of cells or, or there wasn't certain aspects of human development mm-hmm. and things of that mm-hmm. nature. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they look at that and they go, well, I can kind of see, yeah. you know, an ultrasound picture of me. And and I had a heartbeat and hands and feet. And exactly. And... All, exactly. Yeah. So in much in the same way that, uh, you know, the cameras 
uh, during the civil rights movement when they came into the South were kind of the window into mm-hmm. um, the injustice that was happening there. Mm-hmm. Folks yeah. hadn't seen it. That mm-hmm. true. Again, to your point, mm-hmm. that was always happening. Right. Yeah. Right. But folks just didn't see it. Yes. The cameras came down there and all of a sudden you're seeing mm-hmm. it on on your television and your nightly news. Mm-hmm. Well, in the same way, the ultrasound has been a window into the womb mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. that you can see that and other uh, photography and other things that, that, mm-hmm. that we've been able to do. Yeah. Uh, uh, you're able to see, you know, fetal development, you know, hear heartbeats, all yeah. these kinds of things Absolutely. are really kind of uh, confirmed. Viability is another Viabil- big issue. Ab- absolutely. Yep. Babies are able to survive outside the womb. Um, and a much earlier week of gestation than they were 40, 50 years ago. Exactly. So so all that stuff together, mm-hmm. you know, it seems to me that uh, if you're a reasonable person looking at this and you take this outside of the pro-life, pro-choice debate kind of thing, my sense would be mm-hmm. is that you would want a person who would look at data mm-hmm. yes. <laughs> and make a decision based on the data. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, it, and it seems to me mm-hmm. that, you know... Um, you know that's the kind of that's the kind of justice that you that you would want, right? And, and I think when you do that, it's yeah. pretty clear yeah. uh, that you know the the unborn child right. is a life, yeah, yeah, and a, as such uh, should be protected like yeah. you would any other life. You know, and also looking at the constitutional justification for allowing abortion, right, and using the due process clauses to justify abortion, there have been some questions as to whether or not that's right. that was a legitimate interpretation of that part of the Constitution. Yeah, yeah, that whole that whole notion of right to privacy and all the stuff that was kind of in that yeah, yeah, decision yeah. was you know fairly convoluted in terms of how they came up with that. And you know, folks from a pro life perspective argue that the Supreme Court invented a right to abortion using the due process clauses. You know, so again, it's likely that a justice will be put into place right. that will kind of look at that with some sort of questioning eyes as to whether or not that's a legitimate that's right. use of that uh, that constitutional uh, protection. So, but I think one, you know, one of the things that's important for us to really just touch on too is there's some enthusiasm, which is absolutely justified, that Roe versus Wade could potentially get overturned, which which obviously would be a, a good thing, right? Uh, but I think for too many folks, that they see that as the end of the battle. You know, in other words, when Roe versus Wade gets overturned, we've quote won. Yeah. Um, and we've sort of talked about this before. We've, I, I guess, issued sort of a warning <laughs> in a sense that 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 is not not when the when the battle ends by any means by any means in two in two important ways. One is that it would simply just leave it back. To, it would put the law back into the hands of states for individual states to determine what they want their abortion laws to be. So it's very possible that states would still make abo- keep abortion just as as illegal as it is. Right. And the second thing, which is, I think, a more important uh, point in some ways for us to make, is also that let's just assume Roe versus Wade gets overturned and every single state in the country says, you know, abortion is, is, is illegal, right? Obviously, that wouldn't happen. Let's just, but just as a thought experiment, let's just assume that does happen for a moment. That still wouldn't mean that this thing is, quote, over or that we've, quote, won because we have to be ready as a culture and as a people to receive all the women and men who are still going to be facing unplanned pregnancies. Um, Obviously, it's going to be more difficult for them to get an abortion at that point. And where are they going to get the help and assistance and the compassion that they need in order to make make and and live out a life-affirming decision? And that's where folks like pregnancy centers and, and, and pro-life organizations come in because we're already doing this work, yeah. but heck, we're going to have to do a whole lot more of it yeah. if abortion becomes illegal, not less of it. Yeah, no. So it, the, the battle's not over. 
No, no. I, I think it's 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 not the the end. It's just the end of the beginning. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> right. So so I think that uh, it's, at least from my standpoint, I mean, I think that's one of the things that's been really really important that overturning Roe v. Wade is not going to overturn unplanned pregnancies. It's not going to overturn sex outside of marriage. Um, and you know what we've said often here is not just about saving a baby. It's about raising a child. Mm-hmm. And and more specifically, it's not just about a, a, a child having life, but a child having abundant life consistent with God's design. So, you know, from a pro-abundant life perspective, you understand that, you know, you've got to be focused on some other things. One, you've got to be focused on trying to strengthen families and try to encourage wherever possible marriage, you know, that, uh, wherever you can, engaging the father in that process mm-hmm. uh, to build a, a high-quality, low-conflict marriage mm-hmm. as, as much as possible. Yep. Uh, and certainly that mindset in terms of the life issue. Mm-hmm. But the other piece, which is really important, is that you, you're going to have to be in a situation where um, we're offering compassion, hope, and help to anyone who is facing a pregnancy decision. And that's mm-hmm. going to be a very specific call uh, call to the church and a role mm-hmm. for role for the church. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's a critical thing that, you know, unfortunately folks not don't always kind of think through or consider, I would say, mm-hmm. uh, maybe a better way to say it, mm-hmm. you know, the implications of this and what mm-hmm. this is going to mean. And again, you know, kind of going back to what I referenced before, you know, as a black person, you know, I see a parallel here that mm-hmm. I think is 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 sort of a canary in the in the proverbial mind yeah, here, yeah. and it and it really is. You know, the abolitionist movement, you know, had a lot in common with the pro life movement. In fact, you hear people talking about mm-hmm. the abolitionist movement as a, a when they talk a parallel, about a yeah. parallel between the two. What you had, you know, folks who had been dehumanized, mm-hmm. right? These decisions, like the Dred Scott decision, had been dehumanized uh, in the public public square, mm-hmm. and. Uh, and the, the the abolitionist movement said, no, no, they they they're people. They're creating the image of God. These are folks, and they're people. Right. And right, and right. that thing. And, and so we want to we want to overturn the laws in this country that allow slavery. Mm-hmm. And the abolitionist movement prevailed. Mm-hmm. Essentially, there was a war, and they prevailed, and and slavery was outlawed. But what happened was that the goal at that time was really to overturn the law. Mm-hmm. And I submit to you that that was the wrong goal. Mm-hmm. The, that should have been a strategy mm-hmm. against a bigger goal, which was the goal should be that black people have, right, mm-hmm. life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness like anybody else. Right, right. Like, the same rights, responsibilities, a, and privileges a, as any other as citizen any, of the country. As any other citizen of the country. Mm-hmm. And in order for them to have that, they can't be slaves. Right. So the goal was... What, yeah. what the dignity of of the the, the lives that we were saving exactly, yeah. and in order for that to happen, yeah. they can't be slaves. So, overturning the the slavery laws was a strategy against the broader goal. Mm-hmm. Now, because that that wasn't the way it was framed, what happened? The slaves went off the plantations as slaves, and they came right back on as sharecroppers, yep. and all the issues that we had related to, related to that, mm-hmm. yep. all because well, we're done. Yeah. They're no longer slaves, but uh, folks in the in the north, north the south, white folks in the north, north the south, were willing to receive black people into their businesses, their homes, their communities, their churches, their institutions of culture. Yeah. That helped. The culture was not prepared to be compassionate towards these people exactly. who were now legally free. Exactly. Yeah. And the same thing can happen here. Mm-hmm. So that's why I say often that our goal and the goal of the pro-life movement is not, should not be to overturn Roe v. Wade. Mm-hmm. The goal of the pro-life movement should be that all, all mm-hmm. <laughs> creating the image of God mm-hmm. from conception on, right, mm-hmm. should have abundant life consistent with God's design. Right. And in order for you to have abundant life consistent with God's design, you have to have life. 
Right. Therefore, you can't be aborted. Right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. You, you see the parallel. Yeah. So, there. A, abortion, outlawing abortion is a is a tactic, a strategy along the way to get to this broader goal of exactly. abundant life for all. Exactly. And then you say, well, what does abundant life look like to a baby? And you mm-hmm. say, well, gosh, we talk about family and all those different mm-hmm. things, that kind yeah. of a thing. So, I think that you know, again, this is the, who the Supreme Court justice is. All these other things are all strategies mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. tactics. Mm-hmm against an overarching goal, but we shouldn't lose sight of what the goal is. The goal should be mm-hmm. for all kids to not just have life, but abundant life consistent yes. with God's design. Yes, yeah. And so if someone facing an unplanned pregnancy, that's what we should want for them. Yeah. Yep. That's what we want for our own children. Yep. And therefore, what are the things that they need mm-hmm. in order to help make sure that their children not just have life, mm-hmm. but have abundant life. And that's why I say it's not just about saving a baby, it's about raising a child right. and what are the support mechanisms that are needed there. Exactly. So so, yeah. so let's absolutely be enthusiastic about the potential of, of Ro- yep. Roe versus Wade being overturned, but let's also prepare our hearts, uh, prepare ourselves as God's people uh, to be ready to prov- be providing a lot of compassion, hope, and help to the folks who are going to need it if that becomes a reality. Well, and, and here's the point that I that mm-hmm. I make often. This is what we need to be doing now. Right. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> right. So yeah. you don't practice your Hail Mary play in the game. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. 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 <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. You, you got to practice that before the game. Yeah, so yeah. my thing is, whatever we would be doing the day that Roe v. Wade is overturned. Yeah. Yeah. Is Let's start doing that now. We yeah. should be doing the day before Roe v. Wade mm-hmm. is overturned, mm-hmm. which is really kind of this whole notion of, that we're we talk about often, which is having a pro abundant life mm-hmm. approach and perspective in terms of the work the work that we do mm-hmm. in terms of offering compassion, hope, and help, mm-hmm. and the focus on. Your family and God's design and the focus on discipleship uh, Pro- together. Providing life support for life decisions. Life, Absolutely. All that kind of stuff is what we need to be doing now, what we mm-hmm. should be doing now. And in many yeah. cases, we are. Don't get me wrong. Oh, yeah, but, yeah. but that has to be uh, 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 an issue that we focus on in a, in a comprehensive right. way. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Big. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, Roland. All right. We hope you enjoyed our discussion of what the next Supreme Court justice could mean for the pro-life movement. In next week's episode of CareCast, Rollin and I will talk about what the church really needs in order to get involved in the pro-life movement.